What's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach K, Coach Natty T, Coach Pace, and Coach Murph. We have a lot of ground to cover, y'all. There's just so much going on, as usual, with sports. But, you know, we got some playoff talk. We got some NFL draft, as we promised. We promised y'all last week we was going to talk a little NFL, so we got that for you. Uh, but first, we're going to welcome back the section of the show called WTF with Coach K. Now, Coach K got a lot of stuff to get off his chest. He was under the influence of anesthesia this week and went off in our group chat. <laughs> he got inspired. So we're going to go ahead and let him, <laughs> let him drop some knowledge. What's on, what's on your heart? What do you need to get off your chest this weekend? You know, I didn't have a medical procedure done. The first thing that popped in my mind is just the nets are, the nets are absolutely trash. Kyrie is bogus. Uh, Kevin Durant is bogus. Ben Simmons is bogus. Everything is just trash about the whole organization. And now, I don't know. I'm going to start off with the top dog, the person who calls himself God. This man calls himself God, but he can't even fix his hair. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, this is the most raggedy-looking man I've ever seen. But I, I don't know. I'll let the stats speak for itself. I mean, you talk about... I don't know, like, so, like, the first game, uh, 30, I mean, field goal percentage, 37%, 23% game two, 54% game, uh, game three, uh, 31, uh, 41%, and I, I'm, I'm talking about, I don't know. Well, they're not got like numbers. I tell you that much. And that is definitely not. Definitely. I can not. tell you stressed I mean, out about it. You keep giving them that drizzy sign, like yeah, I, I expect it better from man, you. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about a man shot that's not supposed to be like they talk about how like KD shots not not blockable and like Jason Tatum was doing a number on this man. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. And uh, the the just the fact of the matter is is that. I mean, he's just acting like it's just another day in the office. Nah, bro, you got sweat. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to 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 keep it PG because I know we got uh, all types of listeners out there. But you know, when 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 it when it mattered most, like KD couldn't even get the job done. And I mean, and his like the, the three point percentage, like when he actually was like trying to shoot threes and make them, he was, he went 27. percent So. And um, he he did absolutely nothing for for three games, and then game four it was just like he can't get the job done. So I don't know. He's not the greatest player in the world, but uh, my advice to KD um, is uh, one: brush your hair. I'm sick of seeing the patches in your hair. Get something done with that. Drink more water, because I can tell you're dehydrated by your by your ashy skin. So get some medicated lotion from a good dermatologist and grab some moisturizer for the hairs. Hygiene tips from Coach K. Right there. <laughs> Listen, I, I didn't think he was going to go. I thought it was going to be strictly basketball. This man came after his character, his, uh, his lifestyle, his, his lotion choice. <laughs> man, uh, Ben, and also Ben Simmons. This man has been tra- uh, planning his trip to Cancun since uh, since he joined the Nets. <laughs> I'm so sick. I'm so sick of the, of the Ben Simmons drama. Um are you going to play or aren't you going to play? To actually be honest, I hope he actually kind of leaves the league. 
I'm sick of dealing with him. He's an embarrassment. <laughs> He's an embarrassment to the league. I'm, I'm just sick of the drama. Yeah. I mean, look at his um, career. He, he stopped playing for LSU in college. He stopped yeah. playing for the Sixers. And he not, didn't even try to play for the Nets. So, yeah. got a pattern there. Right. Uh, same thing with Kyrie. Like, there was only one game where he really kind of showed up. But then, in, like, the biggest moments of the game, like, he had one of the biggest defensive misses I've ever seen in my entire life. Him and KD are responsible for that. <laughs> uh, for that Jason Tatum layup. And on top of that, like, he was trash for the last three games. You talk about uh, he only had, what, It's nothing. Like, he he did absolutely nothing of of value. And then he wants to talk about how he wants to lead the team, or he wants to sit. This man thinks the world is flat, and he wants to sit in a boardroom with a bunch of people wearing suits and ties and actually run a franchise. (laughs) You've had, had like, you know, the past four seasons to do that, and you've done nothing. So – I don't know. Like it's it's just the same thing. I, I'm tired of all the Jordan compare or the uh, Jordan and Scottie Pippen comparisons, and I mean they've only played like 55 games together out of like what out of out of three or the last three or four seasons. Season, yeah. <laughs> even it might even be less than that. So yeah, I don't and, know uh, the D Wade and LeBron comparisons. Yeah, I don't want to hear no yeah, more. Yeah, the D Wade and LeBron comparisons because they these two have done absolutely nothing together. Mm-hmm. Actually, the one thing they did do together was they got swept in the first round of the playoffs this year. Yeah, that's the only thing, significant thing they've done so far as a team. Um, so um, aside from that, and, and I'm just like, it's just like the I I don't know why the the organization itself just continues to let this stuff happen. Like, and that just that that just tells me like the organization as a whole, like they. They have nobody, nobody in the front office has any type of balls whatsoever. Like they're just going to let uh, K, uh, KD and Kyrie just ransack and mess up everything. So because of that, um, I don't want to have anything to do with the Nets anymore. I tar- tore down all my cabinets. I don't date girls that wear fishnet stockings anymore. I took all the magnets off <laughs> my fridge. What is like, going I, don't, on? I don't know. That took a left turn. That's <laughs> my bad. It sounded better in the group chat. Said, I, don't I, I don't use fishing nets. I don't. I don't go on the internet. I, I, I don't know my network. Yeah. I don't know nothing. Nothing with nets. Like, yeah. Things things typically sound different when you know you're actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it does. It does. But so, Coach K, before anyway. you transition. What do, you, what do you think about Steve Nash, though? So a lot of people are saying, hey, you, he deserves a play, place, uh, piece of the blame pie, too. What do you think about that? He did nothing. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. He did nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's hard for me to give him any type of blame when he did nothing. Like, he, he did absolute, like, nothing. Like, he, he's not a coach. He, he had no game plan. He had nothing. So, as far as I'm concerned, he's not even the coach of that team. Like he's just he should he's just a uh, he's just a, a fan that somehow got onto the game floor, like on the net that sits on the Nets bench that didn't get tackled by security. 
I mean, he wasn't allowed to do anything anyway. So, like, he was just kind of there. Yeah. Just yeah. existing. Oh, no, he, I, I just, I just don't see, <laughs> I just don't see anything. I mean, you find some, you find some way to make a lineup change or anything. He did nothing. Like, he didn't, he had absolutely no game plan whatsoever. What am I supposed to say? The adjustments weren't there. I mean, he did put Blake Griffin in and game. Put Blake Griffin in, yeah. Which worked well. I mean, Blake Griffin did his it thing did. to his credit. It just wasn't good enough to win. But It was a little too late. Yeah. Little, like, you should have been testing lineups like that. But the thing with, with him is, I, I agree, you can't really give him a blame because he didn't do anything. But you should fire him because he can't do anything. I, I honestly don't see him helping them in any kind of way. You need a legit coach. And, like, I mean, even when Steve Nash was a player, he doesn't look like a guy like, oh, I will follow him to the depths of the – like, he's just not that type of guy. So – and especially, you know, coaching characters like KD, Ben Simmons, and Kyrie, you need somebody that's more of a staple that can – that they're a made man already or, you know, that has some coaching experience with – highly touted players but um <clears throat> like KD I, saying like oh I think he deserves another chance that's I'm just saying like hey we deserve another chance to be us to, to another chance to just hoop I mean you put it in his words <clears throat> I just I don't know like to me it just it just proves that like the players having too much power is just a detriment to the league and it and it ultimately will destroy the franchise. I mean, they I don't know, like they they traded away a lot of good core players, you know, to to make room for um, you know, what they have now. And what they have now is not getting the job done. The and the I mean, obviously, like they came, I guess what KD was like uh a foot away from icing the icing the series last year with uh with the Bucks, but you know. He's he's done nothing as far as I've seen. Absolutely nothing but we'll rip it apart. So yeah. It's it's unfortunate because people have such high expectations for those two guys getting together because they are talented. Uh, but you know, we talked about LeBron and his failed experiment this year, you know, with Russell Westbrook and, and stuff like that, getting Carmelo and and, you know, the older guys, and they don't have any really young, much young talent on their team now. Uh, and the media is very hard on him because of that. And I'm like, well, you know, we talked about it here. You know, we talked about it in our group chats, too. Like, Katie, Kyrie put this team together like this. So they need to they need to get that same type of treatment, too, because it's a failed experiment right now. It's failed. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody tries to give them a pass because it's, because it's like, oh, well, you know, they made the playoffs. Like, that's just the biggest gripe against the Lakers. But it's like, well, one, you can't convince me if the Lakers went in healthy with AD and LeBron and Russ that they won't get you at least one game. I don't care who they play. And then on top of that, what's the difference of not making the playoffs and making it and not winning a game? You, they they got the same amount of wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so what are we talking about? You just showed up exactly. to pay longer. That's all. <laughs> that's it. So <laughs> you you might as well just be at like because we're not counting your playing game. 
Right. Nope. As in, we're talking about strictly the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that that was just a a mess. I mean, Ben Simmons over here talking about how you know the his mental triggering his his lower back problems, but I'm just like that Whoa. makes no sense. Exactly, especially when you're drawing attention to yourself when you're at practice and saying, "Hey, make sure you get this," and you want to just do a basic dunk, or you're just showing up looking cool on the sideline. You should have just stayed home. You're drawing unnecessary attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. You notice mm-hmm. he stayed home for the last game, don't you? <laughs> all season. Could have yeah, he didn't was taking too much fire. I think he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and, and, and kick it here. And I think they were trying to use it like him, like the Nets wanted him there to use it as a ploy as like, oh, maybe he'll come back. Maybe he won't. Who knows? Like it actually put fear into somebody. But it's like the I'm last time we saw him, him, he sucked. Right. And right. everybody has is already like in playoff form. So if he comes back after not playing in almost in about a year, I'm not scared of that. If he played in that finals or in that that playoff series game one, there's no doubt in my mind that Jason Tatum would have had 40 easy. <laughs> I don't care how great of a defender you are, but you're not going to come off after not playing uh, over a year. Also battling yeah. mental issues back in a sit- in playoff situation. The last time you played, you have a mental breakdown over the playoffs, and then you come back in the playoffs. Like, no, you're not saving this team. Yeah, you're right. The, the, the whole charade of like, oh man, you know, he's gonna come back in game four. Yeah, he's yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna look different. All the Nets gotta do is hang in there. The the gun always looked dangerous until you find out it's not loaded. Then what is it? It's just a, it's just a piece of metal at that point. That's that's what Ben Simmons is, just a piece of metal right now. Yeah, but he's gonna go through a situation, but it's just man, people really out here stealing money though. That's what kills me. Out here yeah. robbing the NBA, robbing. Yeah, they gonna get them. put some in the contract where they actually have to show up to a certain amount of games or something to actually earn their money and earn their paycheck. Yeah. yeah, I understand the pandemic and everything, but we need to get back to holding these players accountable. Mm-hmm. So, or but the the players, if they if they have good representation. You'll start to notice the strategies at hand because they can't take his money if he has mental health problems and they can't take his money if he's hurt. So they keep going with that narrative. So that way he's protecting his pockets and he just gets to sit there and, and dress and, and, and lamb clothing or what sports. Yeah, like, like, come on, like masquerading mental health issues is like, yeah, that's, people actually. That's low. That is low. That's that. That's yeah. that's low. But so, what kudos do you to, to the Celtics though? For, for huh? I said kudos to the Celtics though for doing their thing. Yes. Yeah. I hope. I hope they lose to the Bucks. <laughs> oh, they'll they'll lose to the Bucks. Middleton will be on for the series, but I got I got the Bucks in seven. Yeah. We got two picks for the Bucks. Coach Pace, who you got in the next round? Bucks, <clears throat> man, got three for the coach. Ninety-two. Who you got? 
It's a tough man. About to pick Boston. And yeah, right now I'm leaning towards Celtics just because I need to see. I'm not worried about Giannis. I just need to see how Grayson Allen and um, what's his name, Drew Holiday, man. fill that role. Because I think, I mean, I think Giannis is going to get you know 30, 15, 8. You know, he's going to be Giannis, but he's going to need at least a combination of guys or, you know, consistent guys to kind of fill in that, that Middleton role. So that's kind of what I want to see. So yeah. without knowing who that's going to be, because, you know, no offense, Kenny, but, you know, this is Man. definitely different from Chicago. Even though so, they play well. <laughs> they do I mean, not they play, play well. well. So I give them, I give them credit, you know. Two games. Uh, I'll give them credit for two games. Yeah. They played two games. Two games. And one yeah. yeah. So, but I need to see, you know, because this is a different, this is a step up from, you know, from from Chicago. So Chicago. Yeah. I think that goes two ways. You could say the same thing about the Celtic beating the Nets. True, but I think they've, they've proven already that, you know, they're the number one defensive team in the league. And when you are able to shut down the best scoring duo in NBA history, quote unquote. <laughs> and really, again, I mean, it, it just depends on how much strategy you want to use on Giannis. Either you're going to let him get his or, you know, you're going to try to shut him down and force, you know, everybody else to do something. So, you know, we'll, we'll I think see. That's the one they're going to go with. I think they're going to be like, hey, we're going we gonna to create these walls here. We're going to cut you off, kick it out. Your, your boys better make it. If they don't, Going home. Because like the, the thing also has a lot of versatility on off on defense because you know they have a lot of you know six six to six eight six nine guys that can you know get out in the fit. So I, we'll see. I am interested on the game plan though because I mean with the Nets series they were getting physical with KD and stuff, but you know Giannis is much bigger frame, a lot stronger and more physical. So like that. And plus, they, I mean, the Nets don't even have, they don't come close to the defenders that the uh, Bucks have. So, I mean, <laughs> Drew Holiday will probably get put on Jason Tatum. But, and then, I mean, would you put Giannis on Brown since they don't have? I think, I think they'll mix it up. I think you'll see some Giannis on, um, on Tatum as well. I think you'll see him mix it up a little bit. So, I mean, it's going to be a good series. That's why I gave it seven. I don't, I don't think it would be six. I, I got too much respect for the Celtics and, and their depth, especially having Williams back. Yeah, I think regardless, for me, whoever wins this series comes out the East, in my opinion. Whoa. <laughs> you said it comes out the East? Excuse me. There's a team called the Heat out there. Well, we'll, we'll get to that, but uh, – you know, if 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 I could interject to wrap up this whole Boston Nets series, mm-hmm. you know, oh, absolutely. Let me move um, myself. You know, the, the, for those of our faithful listeners, you heard my NBA um, State of the Union, so I don't need to go too much into it because I was completely validated. But just a few things I do want to mention. You know, Kyrie Irving. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, let's see if my eyes are good here. Um, 
you know, since the Boston fans wanted to give him a certain amount of energy and he claimed he wanted to give it back, this is what happened after he said that. Game two, 10 points. Game three, 16 points. Game four, 20 points. That's some great energy, Kyrie. Really showed you. I'm not going to give you slack for Ramadan either. Because Jalen Brown is Muslim as well and was observing Ramadan as well and was torching y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. Yep. The Nets, game one, we're up five with four minutes left. Game two, it was a tie game with five minutes left. Game three, it was a five-point game with three minutes left. A one-point game with 90 seconds left in game four. G. It would be nice to have the best offensive duo close out those games, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But maybe they're not. <laughs> also, last point, KD. Since he stepped on the line at the end of regulation last year against the Bucks, you know, mm-hmm. the biggest non-win in NBA history, 19 of 58 from the field mm. with seven turnovers and zero wins. Mm overrated <laughs> we can go on to the next thing <laughs> yeah uh i'll just quickly say i right now i'm i have boston in seven with the with the buck series i'm really looking forward to watching i wish milton was playing so we see both teams at full strength um but it's still gonna be a good series so we have another eastern conference matchup going on though so Doc Rivers and the Philadelphia 76ers live to see another playoff series after Doc was obviously bothered by the, the 3-1 talk uh, in his career. Uh, so he doesn't have to worry about that right now. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But we have the Heat versus the Sixers. So, you know, Embiid is going to need some, some work out done after the season, but he's going to play through it. Uh, you know, Jimmy B should be back and good. Lowry, I'm not sure about his timetable. He's going to be ready for game one, but looks like he'll be able to play at some point in the series right now. Uh, so who do we have in the in the Heat Sixer series? Uh, Coach Page, you go ahead and kick us off with this one. Real quick before everybody, <laughs> real quick before everybody makes their picks, Joel Embiid is out indefinitely with a fractured orbital bone. That's so, exactly what I was about to say. Hey, man, listen, sweep. Oh, snap. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, never mind. I didn't sweep. see that today. Yeah, it's a sweep. Hey, he was, he's, everybody knows Embiid is going to find a way to not continue on in the season. He, he has misfortunes just like CP3, but – Originally, before the injury came about, I had I always had heat in five, but this should be a sweep. You're going to rely on Maxi and James Harden, a shell of James Harden, to go up against not just <laughs> Jimmy Butler, even though that he's coming off of a right knee inflammation, but you saw what Victor Oladipo did. You know what Hero is capable of. Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent their death is just dead man bam it, like who's gonna guard bam now with, with no mb man that that's yeah. that sucks 
Man, look, I know y'all keep cracking on James Harden, but James Harden should at least be able to get you, I'd say, four straight losses by at least 10 points or more. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, all you literally got to do is give him the Trey Young treatment and just have everybody – he's already playing bad. You give him the Trey Young treatment and then try to let everybody else beat you with no MB, like – like, come on. It took him six <laughs> games to to have a good game, just to have a good exactly. game. And, and he only had 22 points. Yeah. And we're not talking about a young, inexperienced Raptors team. <laughs> we're talking about no. veterans. Yes. Uh, you got, uh, you know, players that have been in the finals, although it was the bubble. You got Kyle Lowry, who is a champion. Like, you, you got the better coach. I mean, I'm picking Eric Spolstra over Rivers any day. I mean, any day of the week. The, Monday this through. Should, this should be easy sweep. I would be disappointed if this goes five. Yeah. yeah. Injury or not to Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, like the depth should just take you there alone. So, yeah. I. Y'all got Miami. And there's one. Man, look, I had. I had I had Miami in four with or without Embiid. That's fat. I'm not going <laughs> I don't care. You got to give him at least. Yeah, Embiid could get you one game. So what we'll do, I guess, you know, that was that was an easy conversation right there. Man, I, I feel that's horrible. Joel Embiid, something no, always not. has to happen. No, it's not. It's inevitable. It's not horrible. <laughs> he just played so least, well this season. He he played don't care. Well. He played well last season. Yeah. If they would have took care of business when they were supposed to, you wouldn't be playing in a game. Six. That's a fact. That's a fact. Y'all should. They should have swept them. They should have swept. I, them. I don't feel sorry for them. I don't feel sorry no, for him. y'all messing around. I, that's why. And, and they didn't. They didn't even have Van Vliet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. They had. They had. Man, uh, they has what uh, one legged, one legged Scotty Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. and uh, Harry dealing with an injury, yeah. no damn leak. Yeah. And y'all, Pascal Siakam <laughs> and Precious. That's who y'all Scotty, got. Scotty, yeah, yeah, Scotty, Scotty, one leg, and the no names. Mm-hmm. Took them six games. I, I could well, let me let me ask uh, Coach Murph. So, well, I'm ready. Well, I guess kind of going back to my, my original comment of, uh, you know, the Boston Bucks series, I think whoever comes out of that will win. So here's kind of my reasoning behind that since when, you know, I think it's clear Miami's going to win against the Sixers. So how do you feel about this Jimmy Butler noise coming out of Miami? Because for me, a little bit uneasy. It's a little too much smoke for my liking because, you know, again <laughs> – He's came out and deny it, but in these situations when you're talking about professional sports, like mm-hmm. it's either coming from his inner circle or it's coming from the team. Either way, that's not good. Um, so I think that that may cause a bit more turmoil. Um, you know, when it when they when they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and play a team, you know, either Boston or Milwaukee so that's that's really why I'm leaning towards you know whoever's coming out of that second round matchup will go through but just kind of what since you're the Miami fan on on the panel here you know are you worried about it are you concerned about it you're like oh that's nothing or do you, do you think that's anything or what 
No, I I don't think it is because it's just I understand what Jimmy Butler is, where he has been with the Bulls, with the Sixers, with the Timberwolves, and just I mean he's always viewed as the problem uh, in a locker room, <clears throat> but. I think it's different this time around because one, he's with veterans. Two, this is pretty much the Miami Heat culture. I mean, they're a bunch of rough riders where, I mean, and highly competitive men. You just got like a lot of testosterone in there. But I mean, when it matters, you see on the court that they, they make things work. So I think everybody really, you know, they everybody knows their position. They know that Jimmy Butler is the leader of the team. And Jimmy Butler is the person to know or to acknowledge when, you know, someone is better than him. So he knows when to when he shouldn't take over a game or when to give it to the high hand. So I just think based off of experience that they will make it through with the Bucks, if it happens to be the Bucks, um, depending on Chris Middleton, I think it will be more so of a. Because, I mean, clearly the Bucks have more experience because they actually won the championship. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's just going to come more so as a depth thing because just like how, you know, Grayson Allen and them are having good games here and there, but can they maintain that? We know that Tyler Hero can do that. We know Duncan Robinson can do that. Um, so that's why I think they'll do it. If, it's the, if they happen to face the Bucks. Um, you know, I got, I will take Miami in seven. If it's the Celtics, Miami in six. Um, but they're going to be tough series, by the way. But uh, no, I don't think it's going to be any issues with like that will trickle on on the court. Oh, I, what I thought was interesting in this scenario is the part of that Jimmy Butler smoke was against Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you look at um, the previous game, not this last game, but the game before that, Victor plays 23 minutes, gets six points, three of 10 shooting. This stuff about Jimmy Butler talking about Oladipo comes out. Oladipo gets 23 points, eight for 16 from the field, you know, and three assists. And so I wonder, like, if Oladipo was like, all right, this is what you think about me. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to go out here and, and prove you wrong. Because you notice you see Jimmy Butler's reaction on the bench when Oladipo was getting buckets. Like he was he was happy for him. He was making all these funny, you know, gestures and everything. And But he had a, his face like, like, oh, okay. Like he was a little bit surprised that Oladipo was able to do that. I'm so I may be reading too much into it, but for you to have that type of reaction to your teammate shows me that he showed you something and that maybe you did think he was playing soft beforehand, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that maybe he actually did say something, regardless of who leaked it, he did feel some type of way about Oladipo. But I, I know it's just one game. That could possibly go away because Victor literally uh, the next game went out and balled. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like- hoping that patches that up if there was something there. Because yeah, if it was, I mean, it, Jimmy Butler is no stranger to calling people out on, you know, their play or what they're doing, like in practice so on and so forth. So even if that was the case, I'm pretty sure Jimmy Butler was like, hey, you need to start doing this. You're playing like this. And, you know, the delivery probably came off aggressive to whoever seen it that leaked that information. But 
I think they kind of took it a little bit too far because they were trying to say like, oh, Jimmy Butler hates Victor Oladipo. And it's just like, there's always stuff like this circling around Jimmy Butler, but I, I don't think that this was one of those instances. I think it was just maybe a leak uh, that to disturb some things within the locker room, or it just could have been somebody caught the back end of him telling him something, and then they just, you know, took it and ran with it and created their own story. Okay, let's see what happens moving forward. Looks like pretty light work for, for Miami moving forward there. Yeah, they should have plenty of rest for the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. And that's uh, different. You, know, you already know James going to be in the strip club for the first two games. <laughs> hey. So, hey. He's going to be trash those first two games. Shannon Sharp said he, <laughs> that Harden is already in Miami already. He, he just he went straight is. to Miami. <laughs> Beeline straight to Miami. Yeah. Like, like, Miami, Atlanta, Houston, like that, you know, like if there was like a, a strip club conference or strip club <laughs> capitals in the United States, like those are your three they probably, they, they yeah. probably run like ad campaigns strictly for James Harden. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sure. Social media campaigns and everything. Absolutely. Because I kept thinking like all of a sudden James Harden was able to shoot yesterday I'm like, I, I wonder, I wonder what got into him. I wonder if he got excited about possibly playing Miami or Doc Rivers was like, listen, bro, just pretend like the basket is a stripper pole and you're throwing ones at it. Right. Then he's like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, and now all of a sudden he's making all the shots. Now, cause now he got it. Honestly, honestly, I don't think it really mattered. I think it was more so that pet talk about throwing the ones. Cause I mean, if Miami lost, he would have been in Atlanta. So, I mean, he was in a win-win regardless. <laughs> I think their first go-around in Toronto, he went to all the strip clubs in Toronto and didn't find any ones that he liked. So when they came back for game six, he's like, oh, well, I guess I should play basketball because there's no strip clubs here that I like. That's what I'm saying. That's my like, guess. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad I made my mic. I laughed so hard that I sneezed. <laughs> that, that's my that's my guess because my man was lighter on his feet looked like he actually got some rest you know his first step was actually good because he wasn't in the strip club all night right like, it's very simple to me what happens when you get some rest you know? yeah that's what i mean that's what happens to me but i yeah. i fully expect to see the james harden the early part of the series against miami because i'm telling y'all in game one if you see that man, you know, sluggish coming off that dribble, it's like, you know, you already know. You already know what it is. Yep. Yeah. You know where he was. And he, you know where and that he don't, And he don't care about going to those strip clubs in Boston or Milwaukee, so. No. I guarantee <laughs> he would play good in those series. Yeah, he probably would. 25-point <laughs> a game series. Like, hey, exactly. I else to do yeah. And 12 assists. Like, yeah. Might as well do my job. I have nothing else to do. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and pivot to the Western Conference. So, uh, you know, Phoenix got 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 the big win. Devin Booker, um, you know, came back and shocked a lot of people coming back in that game as he was reported out earlier in the day. So uh, they came in, in, and did their thing. I just want to say for that series, just putting a bow on that, uh, much respect to the Pelicans, though, for them to start off uh, the way they did was like 3-16. and 16. Then for them to get, you know, new personnel at the trade before the trade deadline, 
uh, and for them to work their way into the to to the playoffs and get two games on the defending Western Conference champions, that 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 deserves that deserves some some respect and some love there. And I, I just really like that the moment after the game, you know, Willie Green hugging Chris Paul and 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 uh, you know Monty Williams and stuff like that. That I, I enjoy seeing that. One, because sometimes as men, we have trouble being vulnerable, especially because it's a public stage. Uh, but just seeing the love that they have each other and the love they have for the game and, you know, that they were competing, they're competitors. So it was dope to see that. But New Orleans has a – oh, and I, I forgot, he, they also had to deal with the Zion foolishness offseason. So all that, and you were still able to get two games in the playoffs. Hey, I just know I won two cases to do off of Coach Bay because he wanted to bet against Phoenix. But I knew that they were going to pull it off. I am proud, especially in the way CP3 did it. Um, it was unfortunate, but we know that this loss is on CJ McCollum. Oh. He played like garbage. Yeah. He played horrible. And it, like, literally, it made sense of, like, okay, I understand why he was a part of this trade package. Like, you're a good player, but for some reason, and you've even seen it with the Trailblazers, he just struggles in the playoffs. So, you know, kudos to Brandon Ingram for doing this thing. I think he really – one thing that I enjoyed about the playoffs so far that a lot of these young players uh, are getting more exposure, making a name for themselves, and you can see that, uh, you know, the the NBA is going to be in really good hands moving forward. But um, also in, in Zion news, I don't know if y'all heard, <laughs> but there's a report out that he said that he's looking for a contract extension and he will sign it in a heartbeat. Now he is. Yeah. Yeah. Now he is not. They, they played, they won two games in the playoffs. Well, there was word that he was, they were upset because he was trying to come back in the playoffs. So it was just like, so you don't want to play all year and now you're like, Oh, I can get exposure. Let me try to, you know, come back now. That's why he's doing all these between the leg dunks, putting dents and floors, bringing down 5,000 pounds of force on the, on the hardwood he's they should have took John Moran <laughs> they took John Moran because <laughs> you know how you motivate Zion what they should do oh boy lock his fat self in a room have a piece of nice little New Orleans gumbo outside the room be like you know what Zion we'll give you a contract we'll even let you play get in shape you can get to eat this plate plate of gumbo I guarantee you he's gonna come out looking like Chisel, I guarantee you. Yeah, but once you get the money, all the gumbo, nonstop gumbo, because he's going to want a max, which is crazy to me. It's just like you only play, well, I think they said he played like 83, 86 games out of a possible 200 plus. So it's Crash. just like, no, I'm not going to pay. Of course you want an extension, mm-hmm. but like you you haven't done anything to earn it. You, it's just off of a name. And what you did for the few games you played, but mostly in college. Like now we're we're supposed to give you a max contract off of potential, but you're not even what you were. You're not built like what you were back then when we drafted you. You're so there, there's gonna be some interesting uh 
you know, conversations, conversations and, and off-season moves because there's a there's a lot of word going around. I mean, there even, uh, you know, for the Bulls, there's word that Zach Levine is he's going to test the free agency market. Like there's, I think a lot. It's going to be an active off-season because now people are they pretty much know what direction you got Jalen Brunson for, you know, the Mavs that made a name for himself last series and he's due for a contract. So like. I say they trade him to New York so he can get fat in New York, eating a whole bunch of New York style pizza. I mean, there's more food options there too. There's a lot more food. Gumbo, pizza, Italian, all kinds of stuff. Cause you know, the Knicks will still, they'll, they'll assign him to an extension with him being fat. So he can just go ahead and sign it. He could eat all the New York pizza in the world. He can be fat and happy and be a bus in New York City. That's what I would do about New Orleans. Just cut bait, get rid of them. Cause like it's it's absolutely ridiculous. They can still they can get yeah. at this point. So yeah. his you know, his potential, his ceiling is high. Apparently. Well, they should just get some draft picks. You know the Knicks are gonna suck. So just take those draft picks. That's what's high. Mm-hmm. Man, just it cholesterol. Uh, yeah, man. But man, he needs. Yeah. I really want to see him get it together because he does have a lot of potential. But whatever is going on with him and him not being able to to eat properly, like bro, like you're not in high school anymore. Just you being bigger than all the rest of the kids, you know, that you was playing against. Like you're you're against grown men in the NBA. And you need to be in shape in order to do that. So I hope if he needs help, I hope he gets it. But I I just want to see him on the court being productive. And because I'm tired of watching him do between the legs and 360s and stuff like that. But yeah, you can't suit up. So mm-hmm. um, uh, can I can I ask y'all a question? And, 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 and like I know this, this is probably I'll probably get thrown under the bus for asking this question, but I don't care. <clears throat> I love CP3. I know why they call him the point god. But what the hell does it matter if you get a third, like have a performance like that, get 30, 33 points, go fourteen to fourteen, if it doesn't lead to a to a championship? I mean, because at this point, we know. I mean, he's had these types of performances before, but w- but what does it matter if if you don't get the championship? I mean. That's really what we're waiting on right now. I mean, that's the last thing he needs that do on the checklist. So I'm looking at the game like, okay, yeah, cool. What you what are you gonna do with it? You know, at this stage in this, I don't know. At this stage. Yeah. I understand that, but you know, the you know, the point guard title just comes off of his play style. He's one of the most purest point guards ever. For sure. Grace um, and then I think. Yes, the ultimate goal should be the championship, but I think the magnitude of the performance is uh, one, what they had to deal with with, you know, Devin Booker going down and, you know, always something happening around CP3 around playoffs time. You also have, I mean, the team he beat. I mean, he used to play for New Orleans. So, and then this also being, they view as one of his best chances to to win the championship this year. So I just think it was more so the the magnitude of the game. Yeah. Because, um, you know, win the championship or not, I think this is going to be one of those games that, uh, you know, a lot of people will remember. I don't think it would be one of those games where it's just like, oh, it was just a first-round win against an AFC because I think it means much more. 
unless they just get bounced mm. in the second round, then it probably would be like, okay. For sure. And but, I mean, to me, I mean, he, I get it. And I mean, he definitely made up for, I mean, I forget if it was game two or game three where he scored only two points or like two or four points, but I'm still looking. I need something to erase uh, the the performance in the in the last half of the finals last year. I still have that on my mind. Yeah, that it just kind of looms over you and, until you're yeah. able to, to power through it. It's going to loom over, 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 over his legacy. Even it, he, though, regardless, he'll be regarded as one of the best point guards. Also, and I, I think that's part of what, when we talk about legacy, we mean there's a difference between saying you're the best at, you know, one of the best in your position or you're one of the best all time, mm-hmm. right? So when we're talking about KD getting swept in the first round, there's no doubt he's one of the best in his position, but he's, he didn't make a good case for himself of being one of the greatest of all time. You can't, you can't do that. Not at that stage of your career, not with the help that you had, not, not, not with that. So uh, CP3 is in the same boat. I mean, Giannis is in that boat too, even though he just won last year. Like, even if you think about KD or Giannis, who's the best in the NBA, KD gets bounced in the first round. If he's able to beat the Celtics, you know, then it's like Giannis was able to beat the Celtics without his sidekick and KD and Kyrie weren't able to beat them. Maybe Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Ain't no, ain't no maybe, James. Stop it. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying that's the narrative that's going to happen, you know. I already have my mind made up, but, like, man, yeah. listen. Man. It's got to be Giannis. I mean, he's he did uh, – I don't know, like, he – and I think – I forgot. I said, like, you know, if, if he is who he thinks he would, I think he is, like, he'll close the series out in Chicago and never won another game. Yeah. Like, he – I don't know. Grand, they don't really CP3. have a way to stop Giannis, but – Answer your CP3 question, Coach K, for me. Oh, yeah, Mark. Go ahead. I'm I'm with you on this because I like Chris Paul. I think he's, you know, obviously he's a very well-liked individual. But I said this in our group chat earlier. Chris Paul is the Doc Rivers of NBA players. He has lost the most 3-1 leads as a player in NBA history in the playoffs. He's lost the most 2-0 leads in NBA history as an NBA player. You're called the point god. Part of that, a lot of that is on you. So I know he's six foot and all that, but listen, man, you can't be the point god and be up 3-1 multiple times, four times to be exact. You can't win one more game as the point god? At a certain point, you need to close. We you need to make it come full circle. And you brought up last year in that what was that game four? And they should have went up three one. The man had sixteen turnovers and ten points. Yeah, from the point god. Yeah, inexcusable. And that's not good enough, man. It's not. So I mean, it was a great performance, but I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is like your last chance, bro. Yeah, that window's closing, and it's closing rapidly. Quickly. Yeah. Because yeah. I like Chris Paul. Because I think, I mean, especially like those early days, he's, I mean, he was cooking on cats. But, I mean, I, I, 
I do have to move us forward, but what are, what are we thinking for this? The uh, I'm not even going to talk about Utah. So, uh, trash. <laughs> Rudy, trash. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Mavericks were able to make make pretty much light work for from the Utah. So now we have a Mavs Sun series. So this is good. We get to see Luca in a second round matchup. Um, you know, and the Suns trying to get back to the top of the mountain in the finals. So in the, for the finals. So what are we thinking about this series? And Coach Pace will we'll have you go first. I got the Suns and seven. Uh, my only reason is because Luka Doncic is going to play outplay Chris Paul mm-hmm. by a lot. Mm-hmm. And Brunson and Devin Booker are probably going to mess around and cancel each other out. So I think the role players are going to basically take over after that. And Aiton's going to have a big, you know, big games. And so, yeah, I think it's going to come down to role players and the Suns role players are better than uh, Dallas's role players. That's exactly what I was thinking. I, I, yeah, I couldn't have said that any better. What, what are our other thoughts on that series? I have Suns just because I think Luca's calf, because when you have a calf strain, like you're not, you're never going to be a hundred percent until the following season. So for me, I expected them to beat the jazz because they're trash, but you know, this is, again, this is a step up. So I I think um, I'm going to go Suns and seven. My gut tells me six, but I I just, I respect Lucas so much. I'll, I'll give him seven. I mean, Suns and seven. Yeah, defense too. Like I think he's he's not gonna make it easy for the Suns in this series at all. Nah, no. Nah, I mean, listen, man. And again, I know the calf strain, but I mean, listen. He, the two greatest wing defenders, Kawhi, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. He, Lord have mercy, what he did last year. So, I mean, I think he can make it interesting, but you know, I think Phoenix team overall is just a little too much. Yeah, I got uh, Suns in six. Pretty much what y'all said. Uh, it's going to come down to the role players. Um, and there's really not much <laughs> much to say. It is yeah. They're both go like 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 you said, mentioning the whole Clippers series. I mean, Luka yeah. can do a lot a lot of damage by himself. Um, and I mean, with D book. Um, and, you know, Brunson both putting up numbers, you're going to need, in order for it to be like a five-game series, you're going to need Devin Booker to be like really efficient with shooting, which he, I mean, he's just more of a volume shooter. Uh, But, yeah, I I got Suns and six. Coach K, who you got? I'm going to go Suns and six. We all got the, got the Suns. I got Suns and Seven too. So we're going to see. But I'm, I'm just happy to see that. I think this is a good I think we're going to see good basketball. Uh, you know, because you can see the difference in the teams. Now, when you, when you start to get high quality teams and systems going on, you can tell the difference. Now, you know, so you can tell the difference between Dallas and Utah. Even when Dallas didn't have Luka, you can still tell the difference between those two teams. Oh, so you're telling me ball movement matters and not just ISO for the so-called best player in the world won't win a series? 
Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yes. Please proceed. We saw it with Boston <laughs> and Brooklyn. Um, that's why I gave so much props to the Pelicans because they had every reason to just be like, hey, we ain't never been here before. So we just we just going to, you know, do whatever. Uh, and, you know, they they play well defensively and did their thing. Uh, when it's down to just the Joker, you know, we saw the difference between Golden State and Denver. Uh, and honestly, the Memphis, Minnesota series, they both play sloppy sometimes. They it just it bothers me as someone who likes high-quality basketball, to see such talented people not play up to their potential, to where there's a bunch of turnovers, and and, and I, I, Patrick Beverly just irritates my soul in general, so, like, you got that going on. Car Anthony Towns all of a sudden has a deep voice now, you know, when he's in interviews, and I'm like, bro, that's not you, you know, you was just out there, we in Minnesota now. And then you going like, you know, at the party, yeah, you know, we did what we had to do, you know? I'm like, bro, like, that's not your voice, bro. Like, just, just, just be you. He's acting like a, he's trash. <laughs> I hate him. I always will. He's a front runner at best. And they about to lose tonight. You can't keep a lead. You're overrated. You should be. And that three pointer he hit with like eight minutes ago, shushing the crowd. I was like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Like, it's not, it's not eight seconds left. It's eight minutes, eight minutes left. left. <laughs> like, oh my like god, he, he's goofy. He's goof- like, I really don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, no. I hate it. I hate it. And I see like Jimmy Butler told you who he said he was. You thought he was going to go in here and beat Memphis and Jimmy Butler took three third stringers and whooped them with Andrew Wiggins? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that shows you have your talent. Okay, yes, you're talented, but you have no heart. <laughs> you have no heart. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, Coach K, before you go. So, I've been trying yeah. to get Coach Murph, and we're going to reach out to Carl Anthony Towns. I really need y'all to sit down and, and, and talk this out. Life's too short for the Shaq and Kobe had to do it. I hope, I hope you know, Shaq and Penny had to do it. I hope Isaiah and Jordan do it one day. You and Kat got to be the example. You got to go out there and just, ha- just hash it out. I hope when Addy beats it down with KD and Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, think oh, that's gladly. Now, you, you weren't supposed to say that. I ain't trying to sit down with him. Hey, sit out. <laughs> Kick him in the nuts. That's all I ask. What? Oh, what is, what is up with you today? Are you still on anesthesia, Kenny? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, off his rocky. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, he got some lingering dosage in his system right yeah, now. Yeah, man. I'm tired. I don't know. I'm just tired of watching Cat play out of position like he's some kind of guard, bro. Play your position. That's all I want to see. He plays more efficient basketball that way. I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why that's why I hated Giannis like up until like I still don't like Giannis that much. But (laughs) it's 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 a more enjoyable game to watch when he actually does what he's supposed to do. Yeah, that's it. That's just me. So you know we don't know who Golden State is going to play. But please, you know they're gonna play Memphis. They're playing Memphis. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna put, say this Memphis. on the air. I put it in both of our group chats. If Memphis doesn't win this series, y'all gonna have to send somebody to check me. Check on me. 
you're going to have to send a wellness check because I'm going to be, I'm going to be in a spiraling in a deep depression. If I have to watch Carl Anthony Towns and Patrick Beverly for one more series, I know they're going to get swept by, by the word, but if I have to watch them one more, one more series. Who do you think you got to check on first? <laughs> they go check on you. Did <laughs> <laughs> they go come to come? Who do you think you Come on, man. man like, I, I might put holes in my heart. In town they gonna have to lock us up in a padded room. They gonna have to lock us up in a padded room because I'm gonna go crazy. I can't do it anymore. I can't. Lord, you know what I can handle, and I can't handle. Yeah. <laughs> another round. I I can't do it. Y'all it, thinking too hard. Uh, just don't probably the, just don't watch the game. The, I'm not watching the game tonight until the fourth quarter because actually Memphis does better when I don't watch them. When I watched them, they were down by 20. When I stopped watching them, they came back from two 20-point leads, and I turn it with like three minutes left, and they win the game. Same thing happened in the last game. So I'm not watching until late in the fourth quarter. I, 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 I just just for my own sanity. Okay. Anyway, well, let me give uh, let me give you an update. Okay. Cat Dookie. <laughs> two for six from the field, four points, two rebounds halfway through the second quarter. How many fouls he got? Eight. He got one. He got one. Okay, he's doing okay. He's doing, he doing okay this time. Getting carried by An- uh, Anthony Edwards once again. But you know. I like him. I, I I I do like Anthony Edwards. So he- it's his team. That's why I told you last time. I said Cat can't be the best player on the team. No, just not good enough. He doesn't. He doesn't have the heart. Has, he doesn't have he the ever, leadership. Even though he didn't have the best play on the team? defensive play though on that jaw layup. Yeah, yeah. that's because he was doing too much. He was, yeah, it's like, bro, what are you, like, man, like we playing pickup. You know, you're not supposed to guard not, like the outside. Uh, uh, like, you protect your basket. Like, I think if you I'll, ask him, he would tell you that that was. It was a selfish move. I think it was, it was. one of those things where, like, hey, I hit the I hit the game to put us up. I can lock this in, and everybody will be like, oh, he hit the game winner and made the defenses stop. Yeah, and it just end up blowing up in his yeah, face. Like, bro, like defend your basket. Like, what are you doing? Obviously, he didn't learn because Marcus Smart did that less than a week ago. Remember when he went to the for the steal? I think it was on KD and missed it. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And KD was able to get the shot off, like. I mean, they, they ended up winning the game still, but that barely, you know, that, 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 you know, made the game even harder to win. So it's like, bro, stay in front of him. And he just made job. Job was able to waltz to the basket. And then, you know, with his athleticism, he finished greatly, you know. Job's playing like trash too, by the way. He need to get his, his life together. I am very oh. disappointed in him. I'll it's say this about job. I mean, I, I have Memphis. I think Memphis will win. I actually think it probably end up being seven. No, no, no. They win it no, tonight. Daddy, no. They win it tonight. Stop it. Because every they time you tonight. say something, it happens. And well, I'm so saying they're going to win. Change. I need well, you I'm to saying they're going to win. I'm not going to make it through the weekend if they lose tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to win tonight, man. Believe Well, regardless, I think um, with J- I like Ja a lot, but, you know, when you get to the playoffs, I mean, I think whether it's football or it's basketball, any any sport, you you tend to come back to to your tendencies, if you will, mm-hmm. and you know during the regular season, the games that I saw, you saw him working on different things like you know his mid range, the little outside shot. But again, mm-hmm. you know, come playoff time, 
you you go back to your tendency. So that's what I'm seeing with him. Because like that, the last game, that was the worst. Absolutely the worst offense I have ever seen out of two teams playing in the same game. Right. Absolutely horrible. Only two good plays were the Anthony Edwards play, the three, and Jaws layup. Mm-hmm. Everything else was complete garbage. I thought I was watching JV basketball. Yeah. That's what I mean, cats like. could not execute like simple bounce passes, bro. Like, what is going on? Horrible. So you're not beating the I mean, you playing the Warriors next round. Like you you, you don't get swept playing like that. Because I what, I what frustrates me is that Memphis is deviating from what got them the second best record in the Western Conference throughout the regular season. They're deviating from that type of play. Jaron Jackson, we talk, you know, to be completely objective, I I down, you know, Car Anthony Towns for not being able to stay in the game. Jaron Jackson Jr. has not been able to stay in the game either. He's yeah. been fouling everybody too. But like he was up for like one of the defensive players of the year. A lot of people are like, oh, he, he, you know, if he won, that would make sense. He can't stay in the game. Because he. But that's he's more of a power forward when you put him in that center position. That that's why he's getting in foul trouble. But you can't play Stephen Adams in this series. So next series, it was going to make more sense because you can play Stephen Adams and he can go back to his natural position. Yeah. But um, but nonetheless, yeah, he has been playing like trash. So I would like to see them address that in the off season to try you know, yeah. to get some people so that pressure is not on on Triple J. But like, and then. For Ja, you, you know, you talked, you said it best. Like he was trying, he was trying stuff throughout the year. He did have a decent mid-range. Even his form has changed. If you watch him shoot in the playoffs, his form on his shot has changed. That he had a, a brilliant pull-up. He did everything right except when he went to shoot the ball and he was fading backwards. Nobody's guarding you. Though you had four feet between you and a defender, you fade backwards and you come up short. No, jump straight up, bro. Like. It's a jump shot. You don't have to do that. So there's a little mechanics. Like it's just it's just irritating me because I know they're so much better than that. But well, they'll be. They'll, I think overall they'll be fine though. I think even if I mean they get swept or you know losing <laughs> five the next round. I mean, remember. I mean, listen. Last year, you know, they beat the Warriors in the playing game. Won a game against Trash Utah. <laughs> this year, you went around. As long as they can keep. You know, going up. I mean, I think that's that's fine. Because remember, I mean, as much as I like Ja, I have to remember, like, this is only his third year in the league now. So <laughs> it is. You're right. You know, you know what I mean. Like these are these are part of like the growing pains. As long as he can still trend upwards and keep improving and doing that, I think he'll be fine. Because it's the most frustrating thing as a fan. I'm not a Memphis fan, but I'm a Ja Morant. I mean, I'm rooting for Memphis in this series, of course, but is when people show you that they can do more and do better. And then all of a sudden you're like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you know, you know, you can do this. That's why he, that's like, the young cats, man. That's why, that's why they're inconsistent, man. Jeez. All right. But enough of that. We got to move forward because we got to get into some draft stuff, but very quickly, um, uh, if Memphis wins this series and they play Golden State, I think we just admitted that. So if, let's just say if the Timberwolves were to make it to the next round, who do you all have against Timberwolves, Warriors? Warriors and James, let's go. Let's go. Got it. Golden State in five. Golden State right. in five. To the, draft, to the draft. Let's go. Let's go to the NFL draft. Don't <laughs> even bother. No. No. 
So let's, go, let's talk draft. I'll try to, you know, do my due diligence and cover everyone. Ain't no you, due diligence <laughs> needed. No, no. Let's so, talk draft. All right. We talk draft. We have our two draft experts in house, Coach Pace and Coach Murph. So Coach Murph will start for you because your Eagles was making money moves out there. So talk to us about what you, your takeaways from the first round. Everybody knows I hate Howie Roseman, but he did his thing this year. I went in with the intention before the draft started. I, I was just like, okay, well, if we stay at 15 and 18, then just take the best defensive player available and take the best wide receiver available because you got to get Rager out of there. Mind you, actually, I'll get to that later, but Rager's trash too. Then I was just like, you know, you do that. What I would like one of like I felt like was more of an outlandish a dream scenario is for you to trade one of those picks and get either Debo or AJ Brown and then you take the best defensive player with the other pick and I felt like Debo would be the best scheme fit wise but I prefer to have AJ Brown because with having Devonte Smith I wanted a big body receiver to be paired with him and Howie Roseman did it he got a D tackle that and Jordan Davis after trading up to the 13th pick from uh, trading the 15 to go to 13 to grab Jordan Davis so that's going to be the predecessor to Fletcher Cox and then they also picked up uh, the guy from Nebraska uh, what was his name again I just drew a blank uh, Cameron Jurgens, who's going to be the predecessor to Jason Kelsey, who said himself that he loves the pick. He was ranked the second best uh, center uh, at the position in this draft. And then uh, after A.J. Brown was traded for, Jalen Rager deleted all his tweets. (laughs) Because I guess he thought he was going to go into the season as the second, the number two receiver. No, you knew a while ago where it was already out that you were being shopped on the market. You're trash. But I felt like so far, Philly has won the draft. The Jets have won the draft. I, I like the pieces that they picked up. Um, snagging Sauce Gardner. That's who someone I thought we would trade up and get, but we couldn't make it uh, up there. Then also grabbing Garrett Wilson. And them grabbing Garrett Wilson is why I believe the 49ers are stupid because they try to trade the 10th pick along with some other stuff for Debo, but the 49ers turned it down. But I'm like, this literally makes no sense if you don't sign them because you could have signed Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson to replace – well, I guess replace because, I mean, they can't do what Debo does, but you could get you another – highly touted receiver to fill in his space, but you decided not to do that. Um, the Falcons taking Drake London was ridiculous. Being the first receiver off the board, that made literally no sense. And plus, at that point in time, all the Falcons fans wanted them to take a defensive player. They wanted them, they wanted them to take Jordan Davis, but they take Drake London and then they end up taking 
they traded up in the second round, and I'm thinking that they're going to grab a quarterback, which they need, but they take – I think they took, like, a old lineman, I think. Oh, they took a DN. So, yeah, that's what I said. Because they did things backwards because I'm just like, you're supposed to take a defensive player early on and then take an offensive player late, but you didn't do that. So, uh I feel like that's stupid on their part, but they just took Desmond Ryder uh, in the third round. So I guess, you know, that's going to be their quarterback coming off the backs of Mariota. Uh, some big, like, players that haven't been drafted yet and were in the third round. N'Kobe Dean is still out there, which I'm shocked about. And uh, Malik Willis is also still out there. Um, that a little surprised. Yeah, Kenny Pickett was the first QB and only QB taken in the first two rounds. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that eventually Seattle will pick up Willis, but I'm shocked that he he's dropping so low in the draft, especially with also Nicobe Dean uh, being ranked the best inside linebacker in the draft. I know that he like has this shoulder injury, uh, but I don't think he should have dropped this low. I'm hoping Philly takes him in the third round, but we'll see. Gotcha. That, that's good analysis right there. I, I, Coach Pace, we know the Rams didn't need to do anything in the first round. Uh, y'all here get getting rings. Y'all got rings to show for it. But um, what do you think about some of the moves that the other, team, other teams made? And when it is your, your turn to pick the Rams, uh, where, who do you think they should go for? What type of positions need to be filled? Um, so my winners, I'll just go over my winners and losers. Uh, okay. Philly is a winner. Jets are winners. Houston are winners because um, they're building around Davis Mills, I guess, and they got some pretty good weapons. They address the defense a little bit. Now, that doesn't say much because Houston is a crap franchise, but you know how yeah. that goes. Right. Um, but they can they draft it well. I will give them that. Uh, my losers, honestly, 49ers, just because, I mean, they haven't signed Debo. I really don't care about the draft picks. They don't have Debo Samuel. You don't got nothing to me. So they're losers and um, Green, Green Bay. Green oh, Bay. hey, that was flagrant. Now, how do you you know your receiver core and you don't take a receiver with two first round picks? You Green know, Bay. you take two defensive players. Like that's ridiculous. You should have traded. You should have did what Philly did and try to trade one of those picks with some other ones to move up and grab a receiver and then take a defensive player with your next pick. But like just sitting and staying pat and taking two defensive players. Well, they're playing chicken with Aaron Rodgers. That's that they're, they're but you already signed them. No, You're, but yeah, so but I I think they're playing chicken with Aaron Rodgers. They're just like, okay, Aaron, you do it. <laughs> that's what I think they're saying. Pretty it's much, just, but it's pure, guess, just, yeah, that's they're being saying. they're being petty, which is costing their franchise like a Super Bowl. So they're yeah, losing. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but I think the reality is they're both costing each other. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Green Bay, losers. Um, but that's my real main loser as of right now. The Rams, I'm looking at, honestly, we need an edge rusher since Von Miller is gone. 
And then, I mean, I could always, I always want some more linemen in general. Um, we need to get a little bit more youthful. And then, you know, probably like another DB since we traded a couple of DBs away. And yeah, that's really it. I mean, we got, you know, three Hall of Famers on defense. Cooper Cup, about to be a Hall of Famer. You know, Allen Robinson. Hey, man, we good. We're going back to the shit. That's <laughs> them picks, boy. <laughs> can I can I just add the Chicago Bears to the list of losers too? Because yeah. you we need receivers maybe drafted two defensive backs. That's true. That's true. And, I and forgot about I don't, that. I don't know if they're going to trade for Kadarius Tony or not. So whatever. Honestly, after the first round, the the receivers kind of take like a significant drop. So there's still like yeah. decent receivers out there that you don't want to press and take early. Like. That's why I think the Cowboys are one of the losers with their first round pick. Um, you know, taking Tyler Smith, who led the nation in flags, and you're adding him to the team that led the league in flags. That's, so that was the one dude that they uh they was no, that was uh was it Tyler Penning? And he went to the Saints. I think he was the one that led the nation in flags because he was just – that was the dude where they had the video and he was just tossing the tossing the dude at the quarterback's legs and they was like, yeah. what is he doing? I think that's the guy that led the nation. They said he's like, he's really good. He has a mean streak. But he was flagged like every other play, probably the most person in the nation. I was like, oh, that's the trash guy they were talking about. Well, they say this guy had 12 penalties. Yeah. The Tyler Smith guy. But – so, like, I mean, you still got somebody that, uh, you know, get penalized a lot for holding. So, and facing, like, I'm thinking you got to face Philly twice a year. So now you got him, you know, facing. Uh, uh, you got him facing players like Fletcher Cox and, and Jordan Davis <laughs> two times a year. And then, I mean, the Giants D-line. Or, well, their front is, you know, pretty solid at times. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting. But uh, I felt like a lot of the bad teams got better uh, this year. And I think it's just going to be a real interesting season. There's still no trade was made for Baker Mayfield. And there's still – um Matt <laughs> Matt Ke- <laughs> Matt Carroll and um you know Willis out there that still hasn't found a home so I mean I have I, an honorary yeah. mention loser that's the Baltimore that? Ravens for me right I like their picks defensively but like to me they should have been right there in the runner for for like an AJ Brown because mm-hmm. again, but that's what Lamar needs. He needs big body receivers. Mm-hmm. So unless unless if they're you know have some deal for for Debo, which I think that would be a nice fit in Baltimore. But other than that, much I like Lamar Jackson, I see at best a first round exit. Because you're not, because as much as like, you know, uh, Tariq's gone from Kansas City, I mean, they're still going to be good. Bills are going to be good. Chargers are going to be good. 
Denver's going to be good. Raiders are going to be good. Mm-hmm. And they're all well, dynamic he, on offense. So I think at best, he won't even make the playoffs because, I mean, his division I, I mean, already listen, really good. Because he, he, all he has is Mark Andrews now because they traded away Hollywood Brown because he didn't want to be there anymore. That's I don't think saying. they will make a trade for Debo because Debo wants to be played. He wants to be used as an actual receiver. And you already know that if he ends up with the Ravens, they're going to want to use him in the run game. Well, I think he wants to be paid as a receiver. I think he, I don't think he cares about the touches he gets. I just think he wants to be paid as a receiver, not as a running back. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I can be true, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, I, and I wasn't even like within your own division. I know Deshaun has his off the field stuff, but. I think that's a sincerely significant upgrade, bringing Deshaun Watson to the Browns. That's that's not easy. Your boy got your boy Joe Shiesty in Cincinnati. So, and listen, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't expect that to change either. So, I, I to me, loser for the Ravens. And and I building off of that, I. I know, uh, so Coach Pace and Coach Murph hit me up yesterday after the Steelers took Kenny Pickett because everyone was talking Malik Willis. Y'all, they know they really like Willis. Willis is going to be a good addition for, for that team and everything. And I, I wasn't mad at the Kenny Pickett pick, though. You know, I'm not – and what I said to that was there are some questions of him facing top-tier competition and being able to perform effectively that he hasn't really shown that, that he's turned the ball over a lot. He had a spot at uh, Auburn that was once, you know, what was it, Stidham, I believe, that was in front of him. I can't remember. Um, But, you know, once he got out the way, you know, Bo Nix was like a freshman. So, like, you could have got that instead of him. So it kind of bothers me that, you know, there's that and then, whenever Liberty did face some top competition, he, he struggled. He, he really did. So I'm not saying he won't turn out to be a good pro, but if I'm in immediate need of, of quarterback, I'm going to go with the guy that has faced the better competition and has put up the better numbers. And if Mitch Trubisky is going to be the bridge quarterback, you don't have to throw Kenny Pickett into the fire. He can sit there. He can learn a little bit, especially because their styles aren't too different from each other. So Malik Willis' style would have been a lot different than Mitch Trubisky's. So this is a little bit better match for the learning and bridge process that I think the Steelers are trying to pull off here. So all in all, we'll see what happens, but I'm not mad at it, though. Good pick. Yeah, it's a, it was definitely a, a safe pick because, I mean, they're saying that Kenny Pickett is – He's the most ready to play now where Willis, he just has, he has the most upside, but you know what you're getting with Pickett. Um, and I mean, really the way their, defi- their division is looking, you really don't have that time to give somebody to go over the, the learning curve because all we said last season was the Steelers are good. They just need the quarterback. So just get you one. The defense, all you need is a, a decent, uh, a decent game manager, and that defense and the run game is going to take you the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a great receiving core. Um, 
you just didn't have the you just have Big Ben without an arm anymore. So now you got somebody that is, you know, viewed as NFL ready and you should just be able to. I mean, like Natty T said, Tomlin hasn't had a losing season yet. <laughs> and he's had some trash. He had for 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 a season. So, yeah, I think what to you know, kind of piggyback off real quickly. Uh, you know, I, I just obviously Ben retired, so you need a quarterback. But I actually like what they're doing because you don't need to necessarily draft a quarterback just because you necessarily need to replace Ben right now. You have a bridge. And then just be patient because, again, you don't want to just make a big splash and, and, you know, in free agency to get a guy that isn't going to be necessarily that great. That's why, actually, I like the the Trubisky because, for one, they're paying him, what, was it like $12 million? Yeah. That's pennies. I mean, yeah, that's you know, like a fourth of speaking, the. It's like a fourth of the running cost of a franchise. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, relatively speaking, obviously, you know, non – athlete world but you know 12 million dollars for a starting quarterback is pennies mm-hmm. and you didn't really give up anything for him so i you know i know it wasn't a sexy name but i actually think it's a smart approach because they've always said this draft not necessarily the best in terms of quarterback play so why not just kind of hold down the fort see what you can do save some assets and then obviously next year's draft is a little bit better in terms of prospects if you want to get a little bit more aggressive, you still have some assets. You didn't have to give up anything for Trubisky. So mm-hmm. I actually like the approach by, by, by Pittsburgh kind of being a bit more patient. I mean, it, Trubisky it showed that he could be a quarterback of a team that goes to the playoffs. And the Steelers franchise is much more put together than Chicago's was. Yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah. to your point with Trubisky, I think that not, I, I'm not trying to defend him or whatever, with his with his uh you know career in chicago but i think the thing is it's just a matter of perspective because mm-hmm. people view him as trash because they passed up on patrick mahomes yes yes, yes. <laughs> but when you really look at what he did in chicago it's like yo i mean they went to the playoffs twice Fairly and he had a winning record mm-hmm. so he's not bad i'm not saying he's you know a top tier quarterback, but I think he's like he'll be an ideal bridge quarterback for you. And I mean to wrap up my my thing on on Philly and, and the draft is this is a make or break year for Jalen Hurts. So yes. I've said it I've said it these past couple of seasons where I'll just like Jalen Hurts has played well enough to give him another year, another year. But now it's like, okay, this year you have to prove that you're a franchise quarterback. Philly has two first-round picks next year in their back pocket, and I know that they will second-guess using those to move up to snag a QB next year. So to me, what I need to see, which I believe the standard should be for him, is you have to win the division and you have to win a playoff game. Those are my milestones for you. If you don't do one or either, they just have the right to to move on. So, and then, like, of course, when it comes to the playoff game, 
I mean, I, I don't care who the matchup is. You just got to win that thing. You just got to win it. They're, literally, the cards are set well for you. Have the offense. You got the O-line. You got your vets back. You're building up the defense. You got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Uh, you got Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainswell. <laughs> like you – you got weapons. You got a season under your belt with with the new coach. So I mean, like you have. There's no excuses at this point because y'all found some type of rhythm on the back end. But now it's like you gotta you gotta show us something. So of another Alabama quarterback. I think two is in that same boat. Either this. Oh, year or for year. sure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they kind of they're like, hey man, got you some weapons, bro. Like let's see let's see what you got. If you, if you suck, yeah, because if you suck with those weapons around you, then it's like, yeah, sorry, bro. Yeah, you got to go. No, I, I wish you could say the same about Chicago. I wish we had some weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the growing pains. That's all it is, man. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> well, fellas, we covered a lot of ground in this episode. Uh of course, you know, the draft always presents question marks. And one last thing, I, I think it's very interesting that both leagues to a certain degree have shifted from I'm going to prioritize getting talent that I already know what's going on instead of plunging for question marks. So we see a lot of the teams that if you look at the common denominator for a lot of the teams that are winning the championship they're not doing it through the draft, right? They're getting people that they know how they fit into the scheme. They know what they can produce. They get them on the team and then they win. I mean, the Rams went all in, the Bucks went all in. Uh, So the last two seasons there, you look at the NBA, it's, it's a really similar story there. So I think it's very interesting that the draft has lost a little bit of its luster because of that. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, with, with the picks here. Still got a couple more days of the draft to go. Yeah, well, that's it for us here on the Coach's Box. Thank you for stepping in. On um, behalf of Coach Natty T, Coach Murph, Coach Pace, and Coach K, I'm your host, Coach JP3. See y'all next week. Stay blessed, stay safe. Peace.